I'm CJ. And this is Harry Potter Movie Minutes. The podcast where two friends break down the movies of the wizarding world in excruciating detail and obnoxious commentary. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Okay, so uh, last week we did kind of fuck up. We were a little bit tired. <laughs> it got real Oops. late on that <laughs> that recording. So we did forget our likes and dislikes. So we just wanted to throw those out for anybody who might care. <laughs> but I did want to ask you, Corey. So in that uh, chunk we had last week with the sorting hat um, and them walking into the great feast. Uh, <laughs> here's my uh, likes and dislikes. What would you common room password protect? <laughs> <laughs> what would you put a password on and protect and keep? I I really like the scene at the very end of this chunk uh, where Harry is like sitting up and oh, in the window so mm-hmm. and it's like it's like he's a and I think I actually said this uh, in the yeah. in the last episode that it's almost like he's afraid to go to sleep because he's yeah. he's afraid he might wake up in his former life and I just I don't know I think it's very sweet. And he finally feels at home. I do like that. Um, no, mine was actually I did like the common room period, just like the coming into the common room, and the mm-hmm. oh, you're right. I did put being at home, <laughs> feeling like he's at home. That was one of my likes as a as a backup. But no, my um, actual real one is just like when they're first walking to the great hall with the score. The score is really nice. The score is like you're entering something magical, look around you. And like I kind of finally did this time where I saw like the columns around them that are lit up and the paintings on the walls and the big fireplace and just it's all beautiful. Like I just like that feeling of walking into the Great Hall um, for the first time. What would you, <laughs> this is sick, what would you nearly headless neck decapitate? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> what would you, what would you lop off about this chunk? Uh, see, and it's not even necessarily something I would lap off. I just miss the Sorting Hat song. Yeah. That is a big one. That's my bummer, and I know it's silly. It's not, because I thought about what you said, too, of, like, why couldn't we... We could have done, like, a little shortened version or something just to, like, show that, like, this is what the Sorting Hat does every year. We don't even get that. Right. No, we we legitimately have no explanation. Mm -mm. It's just, like... Oh, here, put this hat on. (laughs) And like you said, you said in the book that it's like a really plain stool, too. This is really kind of ornately stitched or ornately stitched. I'm dumb. Ornately etched the stool around the top. I I looked at it again just to double check that I was right. Yeah, it's like etched around. Yeah. We'll throw a screenshot up on the Instagram. Um, I said there's not a lot that I would change about this chunk besides um, the alphabetical order because that bothered me. What are you it, doing? It was truly just random. Yeah. Like, they're just like, mm, fuck let's this. Do this person next. Hey, maybe it was a tactic to confuse the hat. I don't know. <laughs> maybe it was just a, these characters are actually important. But, like, then they threw out Susan Bones, who we never, we never <laughs> see again. Like, okay, so we're just, we're just doing this. And she is never seen again. <laughs> All right. Anyway, those are likes and dislikes from last week's chunk. Now on to this week. Okay. Alright, that's enough screaming. Hi. Hello, hi. What's (laughs) Oh now you got quiet. No come back. I didn't change anything. (laughs) Okay, if you yell at me one more time, I swear to God, I'm sorry that I'm the sound producer. Hi, hello. Oh, hi, pumpkin. You hear me. <laughs> I hear you. 
This is episode six already. Episode six. I got really confused. I'm going to say this blonde moment too. When you wrote to me, you're like, I stopped at one hour and whatever. I read it. I was like, we're at 10 episodes. <laughs> I'm so dumb. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, how are we already a hundred minutes? Oh, one hour is 60. Oh, one hour. Right. Oh man. I right. Shouldn't admitted that, but we okay. haven't been in school for a long time. And I swear to God, the pandemic has made me dumber. Like just doing basic math now, I'm like, how does this work? Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. No. It's terrifying. Let's talk about something good that makes our hearts happy and makes us feel like life is worth living. Sometimes. Oh, you mean like Harry Potter? I don't know what that <laughs> voice was. <laughs> okay, you just made fun of my Batman voice and then try to make me choke. <laughs> God damn. All right, chicken butt. Go ahead, you get started. We opened. Well, actually, did you open at like? I didn't quite know because, again, very inebriated. But like, did we end where it pans to Hogwarts, or is that like the beginning of the next? That's supposed to be like the next morning, right? It's like Harry in the window as nighttime closing that scene. And then the next would be Hogwarts in the morning. Yes, that's okay. where I started. Okay. Cool. Okay. Cool. Do we want to try saying hi, hello, and going into it like normal people? Or are we... No, I think that was great. Keep it. Love it. Cool. You're the boss. I am the producer. (laughs) I am the producer. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So this section opens up with Harry and Ron bolting down the corridor late for class. And like, I just... I know it's very early for like a pause and get on my soapbox moment but i have to go on record and say this is literally my biggest pet peeve okay and there are friends who will fight me on this and claim that i'm always late and in a former life they weren't wrong Mm. but now it's kind of my thing and i will always be early and girl if you're late like don't bother coming i've fully turned into my father and like actually started using the phrase like if you're five minutes early you're on time if you're on time you're late and if you're late don't show up Oh, I had a volleyball coach that said that, and that stuck with me, too. If you're not early, you're late already. Anyway, they crash into the classroom, much to the chagrin of their classmates. And, like, there's this classic moment of Hermione and Draco both giving an eye roll, which I think is the first moment where the stands are going to be like, yeah, Draco's a mo because, come on. No straight man rolls his eyes. Anyway. Oh, that's a theory? Oh my god. Well, it's fan fiction. I don't know that it's a theory, <laughs> but it's a desire. It's, it's a desire. Let's be real. Okay. Ron exclaims how lucky they are that Professor McGonagall isn't there, and in that instant, the cat that we saw sitting at Privet Drive is sitting on the desk at the front of the classroom, and she leaps off the desk transforming into Professor McGonagall as she does. Book bitch. Go. McGonagall doesn't demonstrate her animagus abilities until the third book. Why do you think this was necessary? Especially when we've already seen it. Like, we've seen it. Like, we don't need to be re-reminded. And then it actually isn't addressed in the third film. Oh. I don't think we ever see her do it again. (laughs) No, I don't think we ever see her do it again. I think this first movie is just, like, just to reestablish she a cutie. Or is it just like, oh, look at all the fun little tricks that the teachers can do. Like, again, we already know. and cgi that's all i'm saying yeah i don't know i wrote <laughs> pretty kitty um classroom's amazing looking though i like this set very much like she had something like pretty and ornate on her desk that i was like shit i've never noticed that before 
I love the Transfiguration classroom, and mm -hmm. I feel like it does not get enough attention. I actually mentioned that in a minute here. Um, Professor McGonagall scolds them and has them take their seats and threatens to transfigure one of them into a pocket watch, which is like foreshadowing for the fourth film where Moody decides to turn Draco into a ferret. But anyway, I was always bummed that we didn't see more of what actually happens in all of the classes, but particularly Transfiguration, because I feel like we find ourselves in Transfiguration a lot in the books. Mm -hmm. And like you were saying, the things in the classroom, like usually when we're in that room, we see a lot of things in the background that are suggesting the theory behind transfiguration and why it's so difficult. And it's not just as simple as like waving your wand mm -hmm. and saying the right words. And I don't know, I want more of that. I'm a Ravenclaw, I'm sorry. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm not sorry. I'm gonna own that. You own that, you embrace that. Um, we immediately find ourselves in the potions classroom uh, there's some general din and suddenly the door flies open and in storms professor snape so he this is where i was excited i said oh my god snape is me when i'm hungry <laughs> like, he's so instantly irritated like even fuck this door as he's walking in i'm like oh this is what i look like when i'm crabby <laughs> angry honestly he reminds me of my high school english teacher Oh, because he did. He's retired now, but he was infamous for his I hate freshmen speech. <laughs> and basically, when you first day of class, we would all whatever sit down and he'd come in and he'd swing the door shut behind him. I guess I don't know what happened every other year, but this is how the freshman speech went my freshman year. Um, and he just starts out with, you know what? I hate freshmen and launches into this whole thing about how they're lazy and they've been coddled for the last eight to nine years. Mm -hmm. And their first reaction to anything in high school is I'm so stressed. And then you, you know, continue to lay out how like we don't actually know what stress is because we're children. And it's like, look, I don't disagree with what he said with what he said now, but like, umpteen years ago when I was hearing it, it was like, excuse me, I am stressed. So. <laughs> and this is not helping. Can you roll back just like a little bit here, Larry? Anyway, shout out to Larry. So he immediately launches into, he being Professor Snape, sorry, we're off of Larry and on to, um, back to Harry Potter here. Uh, he immediately launches into his boastful speech about how wonderful potions is. And can we talk about how he is basically every chemistry teacher ever? Like, I'm sorry, calm down, bro. Nobody actually wants to be here or cares that, like, what H2O is. Oh, I don't think I ever knew a single student who was like, I'm so excited for chemistry today. <laughs> no, it's... Literally not nobody. Yeah. Chemists, which, like, shout out to the chemists. God you are you. doing God's work, but, mm -hmm. like, nobody wants to do that other than you guys. So power on. Mm-hmm. Snape quickly picks on Harry for not paying attention when Harry's just taking notes on his ridiculous speech that, let's be real, if he ever like gave a test on that, he'd be as bad as Gilderoy Lockhart because it had nothing to do with actual subject matter and was just him boasting. Mm -hmm. But I digress. Um, Snape begins his wildly inappropriate assault of an 11-year-old boy, completely ignoring Hermione's annoying as fuck hand waving in front of Harry's face basically and 
I want to say something like this would never actually happen, but look, I was definitely humiliated by a few teachers in my day. Oh, yeah. Either directly or indirectly or just... Oh, directly, very often. Yeah. Negligence. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I don't have specific memories. There are a couple that no, kind of I pop do. up that are like, mm, that was kind of shitty. But they definitely allowed it to happen, and it wasn't... And didn't... <laughs> they didn't take any kind of corrective action like they should have. Anyway, classic Midwest, 1990s. Apparently, early 90s Britain was similar. Hmm. Scotland. Oh, I did have one note, too. I wrote, Harry's not a good note taker. That's so much room he's taking up. Awful note taker. What the fuck? I'm like, you're going to take a whole page on just their teacher bitching? <laughs> Bottle, team, brew, glory, and even put a stopper in death. Like, Don't why do you need to write tests? Yeah. <laughs> You need to slow your roll. I also did write, did you notice this? I said, why are the cauldrons smoking? What's already in there? Class hasn't started. Why are there cauldrons smoking? Maybe they're just simmering and... Simmering what? Simmering motherfucking what? Just water? It's a lot of motherfucking steam. Sure. They'll make tea. Don't you defend this set. Okay, fine. (laughs) No, I will never. As if I'm not equally critical of every little moment. (laughs) Okay, good, because I still have a full page. I did my notes real fast, and I still got a full page of shit to bitch about, so, okay. Um, let's see, where did we run off? Okay. Oh, yeah, and then he's real mean to him. And they ask him a question that he couldn't possibly know. All right, you're going to ask an 11-year-old on his first day in school questions yeah. that he wouldn't necessarily know. Yeah. Um, okay, so we cut to the Great Hall, where Seamus is trying to turn his water into rum, And if there's one thing that we've learned, I think this is one of two times in the series that a spell has English words in it. It's that if we can understand what the character is saying, it's not a legitimate spell. (laughs) That's a very good point. If it sounds like normal words, uh uh-uh. Also, does Harry really have to ask the dumbest question in the entire series in this moment? Like, you really don't get what he's trying to do when he keeps saying, turn this water into rum. (laughs) Like, It's not like he can't hear him. They're maybe two to three feet away from each other. Like, what's he doing wow. over there? You know. And so Seamus's glass explodes and points to Emma Watson for the most glorious overreacting when mm-hmm. <laughs> goes up in flames because, like, bless. Mm-hmm. Um, the mail arrives with dozens of owls dropping shit onto students. When was that ever a thing? Okay. Like- <laughs> I have a question about that, too. I thought mail was in the morning over breakfast because they get their daily profit at breakfast. So is yeah. mail only delivered in the mornings, I thought? Um, they definitely have references to, like, the evening post being delivered. Oh, okay, you're right. So maybe it does come a couple evening times. Evening paper. Well, then my other thing, too, was as I wrote, I go, does it come every day? Because that's a fuck ton of mail that Ron has for their first day. And it has to be their first day and at least the first time mail comes because he says, ah, mail's here, like it's the first time it's happened. Right, and it is literally their first day. So if it's their first day, why does Ron have, like, four envelopes? Like, these kids are, like, unpacked. I'm like, okay, I don't know. Maybe he's got a really... I just have a hard time believing that Molly Weasley is like, yeah, let me send one of my <laughs> five kids motherfucking a shit ton of mail the first day. Like, who's writing to Ron? <laughs> what? Why does he have so much mail? Yeah, he's, like, sorting through letters. And then he's got the the post, by the way, too. I'm like, I'm sorry. And at what point does an 11-year-old go, let me subscribe to the Daily Prophet? I think... I that down too i was like and ronda's getting the daily profit but doesn't have to pay for it like correct 
I, excuse me? Like, their family can barely put food on the table, but they're sending a subscription of the Thank daily you. profit to the school. Dear. I guess the letters, maybe Ginny wrote each one of her brothers a letter. Oh, I, nah, that would be sweet. Or family members just write, like, a good, have a good year letter at the beginning of the year or some shit. Because we even hear Hermione say later, she's like, oh, I subscribe to the Daily Prophet because I want to know what's going on. So right. it's not like an automatically given to you thing. You'd have to ask for it. I think that's in four? When they're dealing with Rita Skeeter? Yeah, I think that's in four. That's what I wanted to say. <clears throat> like, why would you be getting this because of Rita? And she's like, I want to know what's going on being said or something. Anyway, there's so much happening in that mm-hmm. moment. That's just, what the fuck? Oh, I said that the, re- the remember all is well done. I, so yes, Neville opens a box and withdraws a baseball-sized glass orb. Mm-hmm. And Dean quickly jumps in to tell us what the hell it is. And it's a rem- remember all. I thought that it was well done. I definitely, it's definitely bigger than I expected it to be. And oh. There's a moment where they're like, when the smoke turns red, but like there was no smoke to begin with. In it, I, yeah. I expected like there to be some kind of swirling mist in it to begin with and not just have it be completely opaque. Go. I agree. Yeah, it's uh, it's a cute little moment. I get that it's just really just a setup for the next scene. Correct. There's no real point there other than reinforcing the fact that Neville is Neville. We have to like beat that over the head that he's such a clumsy piece of shit. I'm like, okay. But, like, there's other kids at this school. <laughs> Can we stop just shitting on Neville? Like, the first, what, two movies? Oh, I think kind of... Is isn't three where he's like, why is it always me? That's the second one where he gets um, lifted up by the pixies. You're right, you're right, you're right, it is. So that's just it, too. It's like, we, we get it. I'm like, fucking, come on now. I guess it's just for the redemption arc later if he gets some balls on him. But Right. Again, like I said, there's other students that could have had storylines. Had to go no. Yeah. Okay, um, Harry is slightly more subtle in his realization about the article of about the break-in at Gringotts mm-hmm. and the fact that it directly relates to him. Um, I don't know. Here for a moment, can we just acknowledge that apparently it isn't all that hard to break into Gringotts? Like three seventeen-year-olds managed to do it just like six years later with some transfiguration and polyjuice potion. I think that it was maybe just a reputation that they had established that like nobody would obviously fuck with green gods because even Hagrid says you'd have to be mad to try to rob the place right. so it's kind of just like a established thing but i think that this these three 17 year olds definitely point out later like no nah, you can do it <laughs> like do it. Nah, you can do it so harry realizes that the vault that was robbed is the vault that he and hagrid had just visited the first years have gathered on the lawn and are spread out next to brooms mm-hmm. madam hooch walks between them and welcomes them to their first Potentially only flying lesson? Are they ever mentioned ever again? (laughs) Oh, good point. No, I think in the books they're mentioned. But yeah, we never see them in the movies. Are they? I think so, because they said people were improving in their lessons. Interesting, yeah. I thought. Hogwarts fashion, Madam Hooch, which, like, why is she not a professor? Are there (gasps) educational requirements we're not aware of? And why is she madam? Yeah. Anyway. Um... She just, you know, throws him off the deep end. It's totally fine. Um, maybe it's just my little muggle ass, but I feel like I'd appreciate some kind of theoretical explanation of why the fuck we're about to ride a broom. But mm. um, anyway, Harry is the first to have the broom zoom up into his hand after exclaiming, up! And Draco soon follows. The rest of the class struggles hardcore. 
But like, did you see that Seamus's eyebrows are missing a little bit? Yes. <laughs> That's such a cute little detail. I don't think I've ever noticed before. I'm like, oh, you blew the eyebrows off. <laughs> I love that it's just like a recurring thing. Yeah. Eventually. Oh, did you also see that Madame Hooch's um, whistle is a broom? Yes, I love I've that. I've seen that. But like, I'm still. I was still so hung up on why is she a madam. It just makes me think of a dominatrix. No, it makes to me. To me, it kind of sounds like instead of being a professor, it'd be like Mrs. Hooch. Afternoon, Mrs. Hooch. Like it's just a way of to show respect to her. But it is weird that she's not a professor too, because she's still teaching a topic. Why oh, is she yeah. not Professor Hooch? Do they not use Mister? misses in no it's always professor slughorn professor sprout professor mcgonagall i mean like in general why would they say madam instead of missus yeah it's odd maybe she was a countess (laughs) i love that i love that for her she was a countess who went rogue instead of just being that countess life she's like no i'm gonna teach and i'm gonna fly brooms and i'm gonna play didn't she play for a team yeah i think there's a story that's like her backstory yeah probably true but okay so draco's broom gets into his hand ha 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 more gay undercurrents um do the other wizarding families though like do they have zero experience with this if it's such an imperative life skill like how has ron never done this before if it's step one and he has five older brothers four of whom play quidditch they said they did play in the summers yeah so why can he not even like do the first thing of getting it up maybe he's Uh never had to oh Corey. maybe he's never (laughs) had to command it maybe he's just always grabbed one and ridden it so this is the first time he's had to do the which is weird they kind of make that seem like it's a precursor like in order to ride a broom you must you have to do this yeah it's kind of weird which couldn't the spell have been more exciting too no thank you up if you're magic just say up and it'll work i did write in this scene um hermione's hair is straight up crimped like, I do not like the choice they make with her hair of, like, it's curly, but it's straight up crimped. You can see a streak down the back where I'm like, mm, I remember that style. I had one of those. It was painful. Good times. Good times. Also, I guess I just completely contradicted myself. Why? Well, I just earlier said that if you can understand a spell, it doesn't work. And now I'm saying up is the spell for to activate a broomstick. Hmm. Wow, I'm a hypocrite. Here we are. Hmm. We didn't, we're not claiming to be perfect. Okay. <laughs> we're just we're just bitching about what do we see in the moment okay. so we see the rest of the class <clears throat> excuse me we see the rest of the class failing dismally mm. to get their brooms to comply um i seriously love that hermione is speaking to her as like an inobedient pet <laughs> like, no uh, no i also love that ron just gets smacked in the face that's a very cute comedic moment where like the kids when they giggle I'm like oh that's a nice genuine like happy little moment there so eventually everybody gets it up and madam (laughs) (laughs) oh i hate you i really hate you and madam hooch gives the next set of wildly vague instructions um can you ever remember a situation where you were put in control of a life-threatening device with such little instruction like what could go wrong yeah one time they left me alone with a forklift at work (laughs) you got it right up and down like sure (laughs) That's all this does. It'll be fine. It's not going to be too much. They're like, oh, you seem confident. You got this. I'm like, sure am. <laughs> it's an act, but Until I, I booked it. Fire. <laughs> so unsurprisingly, chaos ensues. Um, I although, don't like this. 
I don't like this, but can we just acknowledge that Neville is actually the only one that follows directions? Like no one else even leaves the ground. And, 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 and he appears to do so involuntarily. Like Madam Hooch says, push off the ground firmly. And I don't think he did that. I think it lifted. Exactly. It's more like he's being like floated into the air yeah. via Wingardium Leviosa or something. I don't know. Clearly, Madam Hooch is a quality teacher. No wonder she isn't a professor. Oh, fuck. We already solved it. Because I thought that too. I have a note that says, uh, Madam Hooch should have fucking had that. I'm sorry. You teach this for a living? Like you see a kid on like a rogue broom? Because even, um, when Hagrid in this movie says that broom's been tampered with, I'm like, okay, so there's a possibility that brooms can be kind of fucked up. So he's obviously on a fucked up broom. Okay, so Hooch hasn't seen this before and can't fucking correct it or bring that kid down or accio that motherfucker back to her. Like, this whole scene just unfolds and she acts as surprised as everybody else. Yeah, she's completely helpless. Like, ne yeah. Neville goes flying off uncontrollably and she just scolds him, come back down this instant. Like, seriously? <laughs> like, just terrified boys choosing this. And where the fuck is her broom? Like, in case something goes wrong. Very good point. And then I didn't like this either. When he does do his... Okay, so I did write CGI Neville no good. CGI Neville being smack, smack, <laughs> smack, smack, <laughs> whatever. And then when he finally drops down, she, the kids are, like, gathered kind of, like, more towards the base of the castle. She comes running from, like, yards back. She's like, get out of the way. And she, I'm like, so where the fuck were you? You see him bang, bang, banging against this castle, and you're just hanging out in the middle of the courtyard going, hmm, hope this works out okay. Oh, now I'm coming because you fell. She also even pulls out her wand and then doesn't <laughs> do anything. And then when... dive bombs out of the way. So Neville continues to flail about uncontrollably until finally his robes are hooked on a statue. <laughs> yeah. And he falls what appears to be, I don't know, 40, 50 plus feet and See? collapses in a pile on the ground. <laughs> I thought that was too high too, to be like a drop and then, oh, I fell on my wrist weird. I'm like, no, he should have a lot more bone shattered. Right. Great job, Madam Hooch. Great job. Yeah. I, I don't know what the paperwork is like at Hogwarts, but I really pity that administrative team right now. Maybe this is why we never see her again. She's <laughs> 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 literally only seen in this movie, and I did look that up. I'm like, how many times? No, this is it. And I, I kind of actually wrote, I think I'd like to see her again, actually, because she's kind of a fun character, um, especially in the third one where he gets his, um, what the fuck's that called? Fire, fire... fire what firebolt yes sorry i was like fire stick that's not right um when he gets his firebolt <laughs> he gets amazon prime <laughs> no like when she in the third one like kind of starts to wax nostalgic about her broom back in the day and then she brings harry and ron out to go practice and then she falls asleep in the stands and then she scolds them for not waking her i'm like see that wouldn't kind of been fun i don't know, kind of enjoyed that like she's kind of a fun little character that we never see again yeah we don't she disappears she gone Oh, I did put the next scene. Malfoy, mount, the way Malfoy mounts the broom is pretty fucking slick. So I have a note about that. Okay. What do you hate? But I, I just summed up this tiny little scene afterwards where Hoochie goes running over to Neville and somehow instantly knows that he has a broken wrist. Oh, like, yeah. And that's it. And that's his only injury. Okay, cool. What did you say? So oh. we see so Draco stoop down and retrieve Neville's remembrance that must have fallen from a pocket as he was bouncing around like a friggin' paddle ball. 
and Madam Hooch announces that she's taken Neville to the hospital wing and instructs them all to stay on the ground. Seriously, or, I'm sorry. I know that we've like no. talked enough about what an awful teacher she is, but, but you're going to leave a group of 11-year-olds alone with brooms for the first time in their lives, and you think none of them are going to fly while you're gone. Like You're you. either arrogant or you're a total idiot. Well, that's like saying, okay, here, kids, I know we're, we're going to set the fireworks off when I get back. Here's the matches. Hold on to them. Do not light the fireworks, okay, kids? Like, what the fuck are you, are you high? Like, you know how kids work. Saying to your high school student, like, the liquor cabinet is unlocked and I have no record of what's in there. But don't touch it while I'm away this weekend. <laughs> like, get out of here. Yeah. So, of course, as soon as she's gone, Malfoy starts running his mouth. It's what he does. Mm -hmm. And he threatens to leave the remember all on the roof where Neville can find it. Um, and he takes off. I had the same note, but my note was like, what is this little side saddle situation that Malfoy is using? I like it. I like the way he's like slays up to the broom, like kind of slays up next to it. Like he's just going to like like rub our elbows with it kind of. And then just <laughs> cooks, like cro crooks his knee a little bit. And then she says, whoosh. <laughs> like, of course like it, it looks super cool. I dig it. I'm just jelly of his boogie. But like, anyway. I'm going to choke. <laughs> like the next shot he's writing it normally like i love a yeah. flair for the dramatic but like how how did that transition happen like anyway you slide around it and then you're on it yeah of course like, there does not mean to be any explanation it's magic so uh we see malfoy soar off into the air and because harry is harry he can't possibly just let it go and let Mal Malfoy get into trouble. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, it's kind of the first time that we see his, like, pig-headedness of, like, no, nah, I'm going right. to do this. And she's going, no way. Like, you can't do this. Like, don't, like, Hermione is pointing out the obvious. Like, you should not do this. You're going to get in deep shit. And he's like, nope, got to do it. <laughs> got to put my dick out on this. <laughs> exactly. I mean, his it's his recurring theme throughout the series of like yeah. nobody can possibly fix this situation but me yeah i love hermione's moment of what an idiot <laughs> like, it's so cute it's so perfect like we needed it i mean and, and like you were saying it's just literal foreshadowing of the rest of the series of hermione being like yeah maybe you shouldn't do that and harry just doing it anyway and then hermione fixing it mm -hmm. <sighs> harry kicks off the ground and follows malfoy into the air like launching somewhat of a pathetic little threat about knocking Malfoy off his broom when like you he can he appears to be barely holding on as it is like okay I wrote that too I was like he's not the smoothest flyer to start out with <laughs> he's kind of wiggle wobbling <laughs> up to him on his <laughs> yeah you're really gonna come for somebody who's clearly flown a lot more than you like so Harry dives for the remember all and Draco dodges of course like we all expected and in response he hurls the remember all toward the castle and Harry takes off in pursuit of it. And Harry, you know, suddenly becomes the world's best flyer and makes this spectacular catch exposing a heretofore hidden talent just outside the window of Professor McGonagall's office. But did um, we have a problem with how far Malfoy fucking threw that thing? Uh, it goes across the fucking courtyard. As far as we know, it's an empty sphere, right? So it should not have, number one, had any like real weight to it to go that far, number one. Number two, um, gravity? Like, it wouldn't have just kind of started <laughs> to plummet? Gravity? It goes straight at McGonagall's fucking window. I'm like, this is odd. And I wrote, Malfoy <laughs> threw that crazy far. 
but we see him like take this brief moment to gloat that to me was always just a little bit icky like oh my god really you are a Gryffindor well it just shows that like humility wasn't entirely his thing he doesn't just do things really for the greater good it's for the and then I get the applause and the warmth and the acceptance but then again you have to remember this kid has had no acceptance or no real praise his entire life he's very starved for acceptance and approval so that's fair let him have it so Professor McGonagall leaps up and runs to the window to confirm what she saw and the next thing we see is Harry gliding back to the class all victorious after successfully retrieving the remember all from draco and of course they all fangirl like a bunch of friggin millennials at a one direction concert but before he can even absorb his adoration uh harry's name she got down there quick oh yeah she was here to there in no time at all and but yet madame hooch is not back from dropping neville at the hospital (laughs) wing okay madame hooch probably went for like (laughs) Let's take the scenic route. I didn't really want to work today. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really want didn't really want to teach that class anyway, and now this little fucker got hurt. Like, let's be real. Anybody who has taught kids at any point in their lives has had this day that Madame Hooch just had. So maybe I'm being too hard on her. Mm. Um Professor McGonagall yells Harry's name over the crowd, and he and everybody else assumes <laughs> that he's dead. Um, a few students look concerned, but Malfoy, Crabbe, and Goyle look ever so pleased with themselves yeah assuming harry's about to be expelled like all of us were and next we see harry nervously following professor mcgonagall down the corridor she stops abruptly and tells him to wait she pops into the defense against the dark arts lesson i'm like what is he teaching about iguanas okay i had thoughts about his fucking office too i go i'm sorry why is his classroom disgusting well, like, we see why? that skeleton that comes back in every Defense Against the Arts, Dark Arts classroom, but like... Oh, it does. You're so right. I've never noticed that. But why is his class... Yeah, I, I mean, I guess he's real weird at this point, so... It, there's like some weird creature, and you. I think you're right, it's the iguana that's going... And then she interrupts, and then when like the scene resumes, he, like his teaching resumes, you hear... The I'm like, yeah, again, what are you teaching with a fucking iguana? Like, oh, I thought that was the door creaking. Creaking no. open and then creaking closed. I don't think so. I think it's like a monster or a creature making a noise. I don't know. I also wrote, why the fuck are there strings of bats hung up? It's a very weird choice. It's an odd fucking classroom. It doesn't... And that is that really... That's not the same Defense Against the Dark Arts classroom moving forward. It's not the same room that they use later, no. Thank you. No, I didn't like it. But um, she asks... <laughs> Quirrell if she can borrow wood I really love this moment in the books where Harry has like a moment of worry that wood is some sort of tool for punishment yeah that's adorable and kind of makes me giggle that maybe they use paddling as a form of punishment at Hogwarts well you heard Vilch they used to hang kids by their thumbs yeah that's true so yeah what's what's paddling to that definitely not a paddle ball so instead, my uh, teenage heartthrob emerges from the classroom. Okay, because that is my next note. Is okay, Wood is cute. Like, oh, did you like him too? Oh, everybody wanted to date <laughs> Oliver Wood. I'm so glad I'm not alone. So it never would have worked out because he never shuts up about sports. I could never have done it, but like, wow, he is adorable. He's so cute. And like, he's actually the only one really in this franchise that I've ever found attractive. 
Like, I'm not a, a really oh, attractive. Wow, drag them. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. Like, everybody else is, like, a character, and they, they do it, and sometimes they do it well, sometimes they don't. I've never been attracted to anybody else the way I am to Oliver Wood. I was into Cedric. No, his nose is too crooked. Um, wow. <laughs> oh, we'll get there. I'll, we'll I'll get go, there. I'll go for him. I'll go for that character, not da- not darling Robert Pattinson. Right. My little teenage heartthrob emerges from the classroom. And Professor McGonagall explains that she has found him a seeker. Why does no one explain anything in this school, though? Like, and, and why didn't he have to try out? Like, you're telling me that out of 70 students in his house, like, potentially 70 students, maybe more, who knows, he didn't have to compete against anyone for that spot as a first year? Especially when later we find out when Harry is the captain, they're like, they have trials every year. And right. they say, don't, you know, prefer people from the past, blah, blah, blah. So we had no one? <laughs> and we never really find out if, like, the rest of the team was already chosen and they just hadn't found a seeker. But it's still, like, day two. Right. So maybe they haven't. But, yeah, it is a little odd to be like, <laughs> by the way, were you going to try out for seeker this year? Fuck you. We found this 11-year-old. We got it. Yeah. And, by the way, he's already famous. <laughs> by the way, he didn't even have to try out. He just had to be a rule-breaking little bitch. Right. Also, I have a note about that. The next scene... Right? Because just, she just says, I found you a Sika, and that's the next scene, right? And that's it. Yeah. And that's it. We see nearly headless Nick gliding through a freaking wall, presumably telling, I'm guessing, the gray lady. But announcing Harry, it. Right. That he's the new Gryffindor Seeker. Which, don't they, in the books, try to keep it a secret? Thank you! I wrote okay. that. I said, I'm sorry, was this not supposed to be a secret? Motherfucking Nick just announcing it all over the school, and then Ron already knew too, and then the twins knew too. Like, I well, think the, the twins, twins would have known because they were on the team, but... Yeah, wait, wait, they knew. But, like, just the fact that it's, like, the buzz enough that the fucking ghost knew about it, and the ghost was just like, BT-dubs, I heard. It's Which, like, not... can we pause for a moment and be like, are Nick and the Grey Lady, like, are Nick and Helena, are they besties? Like, Sir Nicholas is a queen. Like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to say okay. that everything in the Harry Potter Nick movies is gay. Is gay Nick's super but, like, gay. Nick no. is definitely gay. Yeah. And... He's also the only ghost that isn't connected to the story of how Helena died in some way. So, like, do he and Helena just, are they just GBFFs? Like, I think so. They just I, I stand. They're just glad I'm gossiping. I want an entire book series just about them. Like, I would read that shit. I'll write it for you. Yes! Okay. I will hold you to that. It'll be secretly a story of us, but it'll be- I was just going to say it's basically our story. <laughs> <laughs> I just threw my pen. I'm like, oh, there it is. That's my first novel. My novel's not going to be my memoirs or my serving experience. It's going to be us as a gay dead pair of ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> oh my I fell God. With a man. I got murdered. Look how that led me. Now I'm just going to be with my boy. Yep, and we're just going to float around and spill all the tea. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you wanted to keep your secret a, a secret? A secret seeker? Like, no. No, no, no. no. Miss Thing, I, everybody. I have people to talk to. Oh, my God. No we would talk to all the portraits, secrets. too. We'd be like, hey, fat lady, listen. What's up, fat lady? You looking good. Girl, you look good. <laughs> Want some wine? I got some for you from the monks <laughs> on the second floor. <laughs> Yeah, this is why we should not be in this series, because that was all <sighs> so bad. They're like, I'm sorry, the ghost killed Harry in season two? Yes, yes, they did. Yeah, he was annoying. <laughs> he was annoying. We needed Hermione to be the main character. We had 
we needed a strong female lead. Mm-hmm. Like, Harry isn't doing it for us anymore. Get out. <laughs> Oh my Can you imagine God. if we pitched this? They'd be like, "I'm sorry, could you go?" <laughs> <laughs> they'd be like, "I'm sorry, you you want to pitch a Harry Potter Ghost spinoff where Harry spin-off. Potter is killed?" Like, <laughs> yes, 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 we do. Yes, that. We believe it'd be stronger. You're welcome. Uh-huh. We more embrace. We're gonna embrace the LGBTQ community and yes, what little JK did with her goddamn tweets. Fucking idiot. Yeah, we're done with that. We're taking over. JK, have many seats, count your millions. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to, we're going to tell the real story that's going on here. We're going to get paid thousands. <laughs> yes. Maybe even hundreds. <laughs> Maybe even hundreds. <laughs> so somebody like, okay, so we did a short and uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> we tried to put oh. it into a series. And uh, Oliver Wood, actually, bigger staff, came on board. Do you think? He said, I wish I had learned my lesson before. <laughs> you, you think bigger staff would join us? It doesn't look like he's done much since 2018. So, like, maybe, I think he'd, maybe be he'd be down. Especially if you heard our podcast. He'd be like, oh, my God, 15 people listen to your podcast every week? I mean. Yeah. <laughs> look, I mean, I, I'm, I'm just refreshing my email inbox waiting for his invitation to join him in scotland okay so we cut to ron and harry having the same conversation as our favorite gbffs now (laughs) and ron exclaims and harry finishes that he must be the younger seeker in a century yeah i'm like okay nothing like giving the kid a big head in his first week like calm down Mm -hmm. harry and ron run into fred and george in the corridor and they get up to their usual shit of freaking him the hell out by saying that no one has died in centuries but people occasionally vanish Cool, 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 cool. Um, gotta say, they, yeah, they my change. interest in actually playing Quidditch would diminish to pretty much zero in that moment. <laughs> like you could die. <laughs> Not, I'm, I'm good. So Ron encourages Harry to brush it off, and Hermione runs up behind them after talking to a teacher that has never seen before. Never been I wrote seen that before. I Poor Hermione chilling with a professor in a study group. Nerd. <laughs> but, like, who the fuck is he? I don't know. Never seen him before. Never see him again. Like, just this random adult. Please get to the next part, because we probably have some notes. Well, she runs up behind them and tells Harry that it will be fine because it's in his blood. Which, like you were saying, how the fuck does she know already? Like, anyway. And also, what kind of stalker researches what someone's dad played in school mm-hmm. like it's a little bit creepy like they're not that close of friends yet in fact this is before the point where they like make fun of her and they're you on know, halloween. She's crying on halloween yeah. yeah so hermione drags them to a trophy case and points out a plaque with james potter's name on it listing him as seeker as well um ron asks why harry never told him and like seriously ron you think that harry knew his dad played Seeker. Never told when he him was... you've known him for two days. <laughs> right. Well, never told him you've known him for two days, and Harry was one when his father died. Like, how would he have any idea what sports his dad played in high school? Yep. I don't know. It's just a classic situation of Ron being kind of a dumbass. Okay. And then Harry just says, I didn't know, right? I didn't know. That's where the scene ends. However, what However, are we mad about? Do you have notes? Because I do. Um, I'm about to go off on something. So if you'd like to go first, I, I, I I'll just I'll just start it off. I'm like, I'm real quick. Um, they go to the plaque, and McGonagall's name is on the plaque too. I said, wait, how? 
Yep. Go. Um, go ahead. Go. Do, you, do you want me to go? Are you done? Yeah. No, I'm done. That's the end of my notes because I'm just, I already know. Go ahead. Okay, yes. Why the fuck is M. McGonagall listed on that same fucking plaque? Okay, so this is a thing that spans not only the books, not only the films, but also other short literary works works that JK has published mm-hmm. about specific people. There is a whole section of a book that I own that is all about McGonagall and her life. And fun fact, <laughs> she was born in 1935. So Okay. Like even in the so, you look at her and I'm like, there's no way She's the fucking same age as his parents that we just saw in a flashback that was only from 10 years ago. No fucking way. So, so, okay. I thought about this a little while and I was like, okay, maybe it's not necessarily about like a team that he was on, even though I believe that she was a chaser when she played. Um, So positions wise, it would be feasible that he would be seeker and she would be chaser. But, but so let's break down the actual, numbers here because i'm i'm so heated about this subject um because isn't it a factor in fantastic beasts too yes that's what i was just gonna get to so even if this plaque is just a list of great quidditch players of the past like canon tells us that she was born in 1935 so she would have been in her 40s or 50s when james was in school in the 70s like but she's listed on the plaque with the date of 1971 next to James listed in 1972. And I know people are going to be like, we don't know that it's the same M. McGonagall. Like maybe there was another M. McGonagall. Like really? I thought that too. I was like, maybe no, no, no. That was an Easter egg. We know that she didn't have children. We know that her mother's name was not McGonagall. That was her husband's name, who I, if I remember correctly, was a muggle. Mm. No, actually that's wrong. Her dad was a muggle. Her husband was not. Um, so James is listed in 1972. Like there's, there's just no way this is a, this is a huge misstep. I I feel like they were going for an Easter egg and they just totally fucked it up in the same way that they fucked it up in the fantastic beasts films, because Mm. in the fantastic beasts films, Mm -hmm. despite the fact that she was born in 1935, according to book canon, somehow she is a young teacher in 1927. Yep. I don't know. Maybe she's some time traveling teacher. <laughs> I like kudos to her if she is. Sure. Groovy. Love that for her. Yeah. But like, I don't know. What do y'all think? This is where I, I'm going to step down off my soapbox before I lose it. Cause like, what, what does everybody think? I like, was this just another epic fail on the part of the creative team? Was it, like I said, were they going for an Easter egg and they just got a rotten egg? Like uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's upsetting. I feel like it's that. I feel like it's they tried to go, here is a recognizable name that you're going to know. Because you're you're this, even if you're this far into the series, you know McGonagall is a name of somebody in the wizarding community. Fine. But. Right, you know like you half a dozen names at this point. <laughs> w McGonagall. B McGonagall. Something where you could be like, yep, that's a relative of hers that was alive at this time so you can at least fucking excuse it but the fantastic beast where she shows up i'm like okay (laughs) now we are making a choice here could have used literally any other name listen if we want to do the whole thing where you're going to recognize a name great we have jk has a system for that like use one of the sacred 28 or whatever that we talked about last episode of the episode before the like original 28 pure blood families i'm like, I know for a fact that McGonagall is not on it, but like, why not use 
any one of those. Mm-hmm. Use a name that we would recognize. Like, even use Longbottom. Use Weasley. Use something like we've already been introduced Lestrange. To. Fucking something. Or... Caro, or like, you didn't need to throw that detail in. Like, it's just like somebody just thought at the last minute, and somebody went, Oh, yeah, yeah, great, 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 put it in. And nobody actually researched, like, Hey, these are actually based into a series, like, based from a series where it does actually have some meaning. Yeah, I really feel like the prop maker just kind of went off book there. Yeah, (laughs) literally went off book, but like, went rogue and was like, Yeah, whatever, this would be funny. And nobody caught it. How many people said yes to that scene? Yeah. And making that fucking prop, if they had to make it. It kind of looks CGI, but I could be wrong. Anyway. <sighs> anyway, let's get back to our... <laughs> so, like we said, we should do this, like, episode to episode. So, what would you... Um... Bezor, what would you save? <laughs> <laughs> um, 100%, I stan our new gal pal duo (laughs) sir nicholas and the gray lady helena like that we need that series that's what i love that's what i love more than anything else in this whole section yeah now what would you you, what would you seamus what would you explode what would you (laughs) seamus not what would you long bottom not what would you (laughs) paddle ball (laughs) (laughs) you bounce against a fucking castle until it broke uh, I would paddle ball Madam Hooch, y'all. Like, come on. What are you doing, girl? Why introduce her if we're not going to keep her or continue her? How are you such a garbage teacher? <laughs> or do such a shit job, yeah. You're going to just let 11, a bunch of 11-year-olds loose and then be surprised when... Uh, anyway, what about you? What what are what, what are you, Bezor? What are you <laughs> going to use the Bezor on and save from poisoning what I'm saving, I would say, I mean, I like the kind of intro to the school day. I think that's important for the scene is what they're trying to establish. It's like, here's the kids going throughout their their day. I just feel like it could have been done a little neater. Like, Transfiguration could have been a little longer. Potions could have been a little longer. Hey, we're at a break. Or, hey, we're at the breakfast. And this comes in. And, hey, it's time for flying lessons. And it's real quick. And, hey, we go to... Like, it kind of just feels like too much emphasis was put on one part, which was the fucking flying part. And it was just an opportunity to bang fucking Neville against some goddamn thing. <laughs> um, so what I would Seamus... Um, yeah, I would Seamus the whole fucking, like, throwing the goddamn remember-all... <laughs> And it's just... 200 yards. Thank you. I'm like, that kid should have fucking been on a team, too. <laughs> Malfoy should, should have been... outfield for the Yankees. <laughs> he should have been something. Because I'm just like, that just doesn't make really a lot of sense. Like, I kind of wanted to see... If he had done... I think the book even said it, like, he throws it up in an arc. And as it's going down, Harry dives down and, and snatches it. Yeah. Like, that would have made sense. I've been, I've been fine with that. I don't know. I didn't. That's just oh, a detail that kind of just struck me as odd. I didn't love it. So. Twas odd. Yeah. What's next? What's next week? I forget. I don't know. What's coming next? Where are we? Oh God. Is it where Wood is teaching him about Quidditch? Oh, it very much might be. Oh my God! Can I be Zor Sean Bigger stuff? Oh right. Yeah, we did find out that his. <laughs> Oliver Wood's last name is Bigger Staff, which has made us both giggle like teenage boys. Because 
are 12. <laughs> Hit me up, Sean. You gotta drop it. I just don't think <laughs> you'll be listening to our very specific podcast of Harry Potter movie minute chunks. <laughs> I, I, I do feel like it's maybe the last thing he wants to do with his life. Oh, I know. He's probably one of those that like he gets seen on the street and they're like, Oliver, Oliver Wood. And he's like, yeah, no. And just keeps walking. <laughs> yeah, no. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know you. Crazy person. Bye. Yeah, that way. <laughs> All right, well, let's end this right about here because we're going to get too excited about the next week, okay? Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. Next we cut to the great... Scotland? Hogwarts is in Scotland. Is it? Yes. No. <laughs> no, it's not. They even say later it's in Britain. Are we going to have this? Oh, are we going to do this? <laughs> are we going to do this? We going to fight again? I could have sworn they said, like in the fourth book, they're talking about the yeah, others, multiple schools. Ours is in Britain. Whatchamacallit's is in Cold so, Place. The United Kingdom consists of. I know it has Scotland and England. England, Scotland, and Wales. Right. Great Britain is that plus Ireland. So it technically is Britain. It's just not in England. Scotland is Britain. Well, god damn it. <laughs> I fucking, this is not going great. All right. <laughs> you know what? Maybe I need to drink more or you need to drink more. Or my neighbors can stop fucking pounding on the walls. That'd be cool too. Shit. Fucking My assholes. neighbors were being really loud a little while ago, and I was very concerned I was going to have to go up there and be like, excuse me, I'm recording a podcast. Hi, I'm sorry. We are doing the Lord's work. <laughs> Get, we, keep it down, okay? We, mm, do the okay. Ross. Mm. Really? I fucking... I, okay, okay. But wait, why do we know that Hogwarts is in Scotland? I don't know why I know that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like, is there a thing... You have so much knowledge. This is why you're the talent. Um, well, I watch a lot of YouTube. Mm -hmm. And uh, there are frequently videos about like fan theories or supporting other things. And I watched one the other day about this person's like estimation of where Hogwarts like actually exists in real, where it could actually exist in the real world. But it's unpredictable. Um, it is unplottable, but it's a fascinating video. If you guys have never seen the Carlin brothers, like not that they need advertisement because they have millions and millions of views on YouTube, but like, mm. hey, notice us. Um, I was going to say, we're certainly going to have the same amount. <laughs> obviously. Obviously. <laughs>